The hellfire is a beast. The Prophet ﷺ explained that it will come on the day of judgment with 70,000 ropes on it. Brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of Ride Out. Today, we are in the desert. That's right, all of this, these dunes are all parts, dunes or dunes, I don't even know. These are all parts of the desert. If you look behind you, over there, we've got camels. Oh, no, are they in the shot? Yeah, we've got camels. They're just here grazing, doing their thing. And if you look over there, we've got the brand new 2020 G-Class. That's right, we already did the old one in London, and now we're here with the new one in Dubai. We thought, what better place to come in this mad, savage 4x4 than the desert, where it's built to go. However, there is a small problem, of course. Um, we're not allowed to take the rental car onto the desert. So we had to just deal with parking it as close to the desert as we could on the trail. And now we are going to go to the car. But even just walking along this thick, deep sand is a myth. So let's go to the car. In fact, you know what? Let's see how fast I can get to the car. Yeah, so obviously we have had fast cars on this show. Now it's time to see how fast Abu Bakr is. You guys ready, yeah? If I stack here, you have to, you have to cut it out. Yeah, you ready? Okay, three. Two, one, and go. And that, brother. <laughs> is it still connected? And that, brothers and sisters, is how you come down a mountain. Now, let's talk a bit about. Oops, wrong side of the car. Now, let's talk a bit about the car. So this car, like the old one, is black. Once you're inside the car, it's a different league. One second, sorry guys, just give me a moment to catch my breath. This car is in a different league to the old car when it comes to the interior. As you can see here, it's got the new uh, MBUX double display system. Sorry guys, you really have to give me a second because that's the most exercise I've done in months. Alhamdulillah. You've got the one screen and the two screens. It looks amazing. The seats are so comfortable. When you turn right, turn right, you go to the left. You Obviously, your body moves to the left and the left, I forgot what they're called. The left uh, seat bolster comes out and like holds you in place. You turn left, you go to the right. The right one comes out, holds you in place. We've got a sunroof here. We've got 
the seats don't massage you, but they are cooled and they're heated as well. Uh, many levels of adjustment. It's a smooth car. Uh, for off-roading, you know, when we bought it even here, I had to put it into sand mode. Um, you know, all three uh, uh, locking differentials had to be activated. Had to put low range mode on, raise the suspension. You know, there's a lot that goes on. And this car is beautiful. And honestly, if I, if I owned this car right now, I'd be somewhere there, probably stuck. I'll be honest with you, I'd probably be stuck somewhere. But anyway, with that said, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, no, 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 let's go, let's go one more. Let's go one more. And the luxury doesn't end at the front, at the back. We've got two screens for the passengers. There's, you know, they've got their own air conditioning, seat heating, which obviously in Dubai isn't really much use. There is another blanked out button here, which I'm assuming is an optional extra to get seat cooling in the back as well. But obviously the guys who own this didn't opt to go for that option. Uh, and other than that, it's the G-Wagon, isn't it? The only other thing that's different are the lights. So if you go to the front, let me just turn the lights on. The lights are more modern. They look like, uh, if, if anyone's seen the new Honda CB650 and the CB1000, looks like the front light on those. But overall, this is a beautiful car, man. You can't go wrong with the G-Wagon, especially not in the desert. With that said, oh snap, we didn't even get into the car. Wait, let's get into the car. Talk about the episode, talk about the car. I already spoke about the car, but I'll try and think of some more stuff to talk about the car. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's do a quick, you know what, I don't want to get sand in the car. Sorry guys, bit of a shamble. We don't rehearse these things, we just do them. Oh, seat cooling, it's nice. Uh, what else have we got? I mean, these screens are amazing. Let me start the car. So this screen you can control from here. It's got, you know, like Blackberries used to have the little uh, touch button thingy, scroll button, whatever it, whatever it used to be called. Uh, so you can control that screen from here. It's very, very intuitive. Personally, for me, this is the best in-car experience you can get. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, if I go to vehicle, uh, seats, dynamic select, individual in engine data, look, look at the graphics. This is something else. So this is luxury combined with the brute. And don't get twisted, this is still a very mechanical car. If I turn it off, open this door and close it, that's mechanical. With that said, I, forgot, I run out of things to say. Let's get into the episode. Why is it important for us to know, even in the first place, about the love of the Prophet that he had for us? Have you ever been in a situation where you've just been overwhelmed with such joy you don't even know how to respond? It's a dua that I make for my ummah in every single one of my prayers. We are going to please you for your ummah and we are not going to cause you any irritation. To his people for 950 years to At-Tawheed, Asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not leave a single house on the face of the earth that is a kafir. Fir'aun was about to pass away and he wanted to accept the kalima of La ilaha illallah and he was not capable of doing that. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, amma ba'ad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Brothers and sisters, today we are in the G63, the new. I think it's a, is this the 2020 version or 2019, I'm not sure. But this is the new G-Wagon, yeah? And for those of you who watch Ride Out, you'll know we already did the old G-Wagon uh, back in the UK. 
and uh, it's funny because alhamdulillah this is the new one is better uh, it actually we got it for cheaper here in Dubai than we got the uh, old one in the UK so alhamdulillah it's one of the benefits of being in in Dubai for ride out so let's get straight into the episode this particular car the G-Wagon not this model but as in just generally the G-Class I don't know man I've got a special place for it in my heart it's one of the first proper like exciting cars that I ever drove in my life back in I think it was 2018 so about two years ago and uh, so for me this car has got a special place there you know so that I've got a special kind of love for it I can't even lie to you yeah obviously at the end of the day it's dunya like, it's not like it's you know residing in my heart where I yearn for it and I wake up and I want it but I've just you know I've got I respect the car I respect the car uh, and I really really like it you know one thing that we as Muslims you know need to love more than anything else including ourselves our parents our family members the one person we must love more than any other human on this earth is the Prophet right as we know there's you know a hadith that come about that so I thought why not make today's topic on the topic of the love that not only that we have for the Prophet but that the love that the Prophet had for us so the first thing I would, I would like to ask you, Adam, is why is it important for us to know, even in the first place, about the love of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he had for us? Bismillah alhamdulillah wa sallallahu alaihi ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. Without a doubt. Loving the Prophet sallallahu in reality is loving Allah That is why we should love the Prophet And from the things that will generate this love in one's heart To actually love the Prophet sallallahu Is just understanding how much he loved you Understanding how much the Prophet loved us Loved us, that's, gonna, that's how you're going to reciprocate that type of love You know, it's like your father Or your parents or a guardian, mm. them raising you, yeah. providing you, of course, yeah. with the permission of Allah and helping you and guiding you, <coughs> etc. It necessitates you to love and respect this individual. Mm-hmm. And the Prophet wasallam, he was like that. You know, from the best of aid is guidance. And the Prophet wasallam, he said, Ma'min mu'minin, Ma'min mu'minin, illa wa ana. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, There's not a single human being that is closer to you except for me. Talking to the Muslims. In this life and the hereafter. Why? Because he came to take you from the fire and enter you, not enter you, but guide you to Al Jannah. And look, look, look at this, look at this. This is a beautiful hadith from the Prophet. ﷺ. Pay attention, picture this. The Prophet was with Aisha one day. And she was lying on his lap. Her head was on the lap of the Prophet. She said, When I seen from the Prophet that his face was in a delighted state, he was happy. She decided to take advantage of this. So what did she say? She said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, Ud'u Allah li. 
make dua for me. She said, make dua for me. Imagine this is a relationship between a wife and a husband, right? This is how they're dealing with each other, subhanAllah. She said, make dua for me. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Allahumma ghfir li Aisha ma taqaddama min dhanbiha wa ma ta'akhara wa ma asarrat wa ma a'lanat. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Oh Allah, may you forgive Aisha for the sins that she committed, the sins that she is going to commit, that which is done in open and that which is done in secret. فَضَّحِكَتْ عَائِشَ حَتَّى سَقَطَ رَأْسُهَا فِي حِجْرِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ She laughed so hard. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you've just been overwhelmed with such joy you don't even know how to respond? Like, you're naturally, you just start giggling. Some people, when they get fear, they giggle. Yeah. Some people, when they get overjoyed, they just giggle. They don't know what to do. Yeah. So she was so overwhelmed in joy from this dua of the Prophet وسلم, that her head fell out of the lap laughing so hard. So the Prophet وسلم, he told her, he told her, he said, did my dua not please you, Ya Aisha? Did my dua not please you? She said, She said, how is it the case that your dua does not please me? Like, you, the dua of the Prophet وسلم, it's accepted. So it doesn't make sense that this dua is not going to please me. And what a great dua for the goal of this world is to enter Al-Jannah. And what way other than entering Al-Jannah if your sins are forgiven? And you enter Al-Jannah by the permission and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what I want to stress here is imagine this. <coughs> Aisha felt this way. What about me and you? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Innaha laduaai bi'ummati fi kulli surah. This dua that I made for you, Aisha, is a dua that I make for my ummah in every single one of my prayers. Imagine that. Prophet never met us. Prophet never met us, but he made dua for us in his prayer. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Innama ana lakum bimanzalati walid The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that I am like the terms of stationary in terms of level or in terms of examples I am like you, your father the father cares for you the father wants good for you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what does he mentions the Prophet was a messenger who came to us from ourselves and it is burdensome upon him what we go through or what his companions went through and he has he has ever so eagerness towards us when it comes to mercy. When it comes to mercy, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he is closer to, he is to the believers in themselves. Like that's how much mercy and love that the Prophet had for us. And imagine. Imagine this, another example of the love of the Prophet وسلم, that he had for us. One day he وسلم, was standing in the night prayer. He was standing in the night prayer and he was reciting some ayat in his night prayer. And from the ayat that he was reciting was the statement of Ibrahim السلام, where he said, Rabbi, innahunna adlanna kathiran minan nas. فَمَنْ تَبِعَنِي فَإِنَّهُمْ مِنِّي وَمَنْ عَصَانِي <coughs> and whoever uh, فَإِنَّكَ غَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ 
Ibrahim alayhi salam, he mentioned, Oh Allah, indeed that they have misguided many of the people. So whoever is with me, whoever follows me, then they are from me. And whoever disbelieves me, then you are the most forgiving, the most merciful. <coughs> then he goes on and he recites another ayah, which makes him reflect again, which is the statement of Isa alayhi salam. He says, Isa is telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, indeed if you punish them, they are your slaves. They are your slaves. And if you decide to forgive them, you are the most wise and the Almighty. You can do as you please, Ya Allah. So what did these ayats make the Prophet wasallam think of? It made him think of his own nation. He's seen because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the reasons why he brought the prophets as examples was to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa himself. <coughs> that way he could take example and lessons from the Anbiya, the prophets. So he took the example that they had love and mercy for his ummah, for their ummah. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi he began to weep. He began to cry sallallahu alayhi wa saying, Ya Ummati. Ya Ummati, Ya Ummati, he's repeating, Allahumma Ummati, Allahumma Ummati, Allahumma Ummati, crying, saying, Wa Allah, my Ummah. Imagine, he, he stopped reciting the Quran in the Salah, he was so grieved with his Ummah. Harisun alaykum bil mu'mineen al-ra'uf al-rahim. So, what did Allah Jalla wa Ala do? He sent down Jibreel alayhi salam and told him, Go ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam why he's crying. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told Jibreel, that I am crying because I'm thinking of my ummah, thinking of what their fate will be, the state of the ummah. Look at the state today. The Prophet wasallam was fearing this, crying, and he dreaded this to happen to his ummah. So Jibreel he went back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then he informed him what Muhammad wasallam he said, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows, he told him, go back and tell the Prophet وسلم, we are going to please you for your ummah and we are not going to cause you any irritation when it comes to your ummah. Imagine that. Imagine that. And you think you think that's deep? Yeah. You, you think that's deep? Yeah. Let me tell you something else. Anas bin Malik he said something. Wallah, when I think about this, Allah may Allah forgive us. Anas ibn Malik, he said that the Prophet he said, Every single Prophet asked a question. In another narration, Every single Prophet had a da'wah, had a dua that they made. A dua that they made. And it was accepted. Every Prophet had a dua and that dua was accepted. You want to see examples? Nuh alayhi salam. وَقَالَ نُوحُ الرَّبِّ لَا تَذَرْ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ الْدَيَّارَةِ When Nuh alayhi salam got fed up giving da'wah to his people for 950 years to At-Tawheed, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not leave a single house on the face of the earth that is a kafir. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted his du'a. Another example, the example of Ibrahim alayhi salam. What Imran was mentioning, he said, "Rabbana wabagathihim, Rasulan." Oh Allah, send them a messenger. 
يتسلو عليهم آياتك ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة ويزكيهم that Allah sends a messenger that is going to teach them the ayat of Allah he's going to recite the ayat of Allah teach them the book and wisdom likewise purify them what did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Nabiullah he said ana dua he said I am the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam another example of a prophet a messenger making dua and that being accepted look at Sulaiman alayhi salam look at Sulaiman alayhi salam he said Rabbi قال رب اغفر لي وهب لي ملكا لا ينبغي لأحد من بعدي. He said, Oh Allah, He said, Oh Allah, forgive me and grant me a kingdom that no one is going to have the likes of, a dominion. رب اغفر لي وهب لي ملكا لا ينبغي لأحد من بعدي. And what did Allah do for Sulaiman عليه السلام? He granted him a dominion that no one else had. He had the jinn working for him. He had the animals aiding him. He could speak to the animals. He had the winds aiding him. And look at Musa السلام, another great prophet. He said, When he made dua against Pharaoh and his army, uh, against Pharaoh, he made dua against Pharaoh <clears throat> that they do not believe. Until they see the punishment. Fir'aun and his army. That they do not believe till they see the punishment of Allah. And what happened? Fir'aun was about to pass away and he wanted to accept the kalima of La ilaha illallah and he was not capable of doing that. Again, a prophet, a messenger who made a da'wah, who made a dua. And it was accepted. So, what was the dua of the Prophet? So, now the Prophet, وسلم, and this is the point that I wanted to reach, he said, He said, I made my dua shafa'atan li ummati yawm al qiyamah. He said, I made my dua a shafa'ah, an intercession for my ummah, for my nation on the day of judgment. Well, I ask you, by Allah, if you had a dua right now, and whatever you asked for, it's going to be accepted. Do you honestly? You don't have to answer this question, but do you honestly? Do you honestly think that that dua sincerely, you would make it for the whole ummah? I'll be honest with you know the initial thing that comes to my mind is me, and my family, me, and my family, my loved ones, people I care about, people I like, my friends. The ummah maybe it would take a while for it to come into my mind. Do you get it? But initially, no, that that wouldn't be my first thought. That wouldn't be the one thing. Imagine the Prophet He could have asked Allah for Jannah He could have asked Allah for his sins to be forgiven He could have asked Allah for the kingdom of this world He could have asked Allah for Whatever he could have asked for But uh, right Huh? He could have made it for his uncle He could have made it for his uncle But what did he do it for? He did it for his Ummah If that's not love I don't know what love is if that's not love, I do not know what love is. And that's why it is a must for us to love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You have to follow the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And there's a beautiful narration from 
Umar ibn Khattab that one day his hand was in the hand of the Prophet and Umar al-Khattab he looked at the Prophet and he said he said that Ya Rasulullah I love you more than anything except for myself I love you more than anything except for myself the Prophet he said he said you will never have true Iman he said until I become more beloved to you even more than yourself which is a proof that it's wajib it's wajib that you love the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than anything and anyone on the face of this earth more than anything on the face and, and, and one way to prove or one I shouldn't say to prove but from the best of those who love the Prophet how do you manifest that love? How do you show that love? How do you know you truly do love? Before before I answer that, from the the ones who really love the Prophet the most are the ones who would sacrifice their family. Just to get a glimpse at him. Just to get a glimpse. The Prophet he said, Min Ashaddu Ummati Li Hubban he said, the ones who love me the most out of my people, out of my ummah, the ones who love me the most out of my ummah who are going to come after me are the ones who would be who would sacrifice their family, likewise their wealth, just to look at me. Just to see me. You got to ask yourself that question. Would you sacrifice your mother and your father your wife and your children, your friends and your companions, just to get a glimpse at the Prophet Those are the ones who love the Prophet the most. And the way we could demonstrate this love today, the way we could demonstrate this love today for the Prophet is by doing what he told us to do. By following his sunnah. Because we don't have the opportunity to go into jihad and, and, and fight with him. We don't have that opportunity. You know, we, we missed that opportunity. We weren't from the chosen ones to witness and participate in those opportunities. But we've, but we've been given many other opportunities. 100%. We likewise, we haven't been the opportunity to give uh, sadaqah to aid the Prophet Whether that be with his hijrah, whether that be with the expeditions. We, don't, we, we miss that opportunity likewise. But this day and age, the way we can show love to the Prophet is by obeying him. Growing out your beards, my dear respected brothers. Showing the Sha'air al Islam, the, 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 the signs of al Islam. Women covering themselves. Brothers waking up for tahajjud, following the sunnah of the Prophet using the siwak, refraining from backbiting, refraining from ill speech. Likewise, smiling in your brother's face, just following the Prophet to the best of your ability, that which is not going to harm you. That is the way we demonstrate love to the Prophet in this day and age. So, what about people who claim 
to love the Prophet وسلم, but then they do other than his Sunnah. They say, yeah, we love the Prophet more than anyone, but yet they do, they do things that the Prophet never did. Is that true love for the in Prophet? Terms of, in terms of innovation? Yeah, like they would celebrate his birthday, or some people make da'a to him while he, you know, when, when he's in his grave, or so on and so forth. They do many, many, many things. So, what are some of the ways? Like, is that is is that true love for the Prophet? Like, how do you know? Like, what is true love for the Prophet in terms of implementation? Is implementation within of itself? Implementation of what? In terms of his sunnah. So, for example, the Prophet he said. Whoever innovates something, whoever comes with something new, it's rejected. So for you to come, and we mentioned this in previous episodes, for you to come now and initiate something, to bring about something good, whether you bring it about yourself or you're following that which has been innovated, is an indirect statement with your actions that the Prophet did not come with the risala completely, or did not give the risala. And we said that the, the, the messengers, their isb, they have this infallibility when it comes to the tabligh of the da'wah, of the, of the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're infallible when it comes to that. It's like, look, like an, like an example that comes to my mind here. Yeah, it's like, imagine, for example, your mom said to you yeah, mm-hmm. that, um, uh, you know, you're never allowed to get a dog. Dogs are haram. You know, you're completely forbidden. And then, you know, one day, if you know, like your feeling really, like you, you know, your love for your mom really increases. You know what? I really want to get my mom a gift, and you go and buy her a dog. And she's clearly said to you, "You're not allowed a dog. No, you're not allowed. It's haram to get a dog." You think, "Nah, my love has overcome me. Like I really want to do something. Like, and this is what comes to my mind." Guys, we're in the desert right now. Some guys asked us. Uh, they're just waving at us. Just... Hitchhiking in, in the Muslim country. Come, where else can you do this? Jibai John. Assalamualaikum. Kita jari hain. Tower ka bus. Kitna dhoor hai? Petrol pump se aage. Nee, waqt kitna takriban? Ham idhar khara. Nee, funda minute lagega. Kitne dias? Funda minute. Funda in one five fifteen minutes. Aaja bhai, aaja aaja aaja. To conclude then, um, what would you say, what are the final advices that you would give to anyone who's watching? So before you do that, so just explain guys, so basically the camera overheated and it died. Then we pulled out somewhere in the desert, we recorded the intro which you've already seen. Uh, then as we were leaving the spot, Adarullah, we saw people waving. I'm thinking, well, what's this? So we just put the window down, asked them, basically they just needed a ride. Apparently they've been standing there for uh, a very, very long time in the, in the middle of the desert heat. Uh, and they were like, look, we literally just prayed and then uh, we, we were just, you know, no cars were stopping, no cars were stopping, no cars were stopping, so we thought, okay, let's pray. They prayed and then literally we came out and they saw us, so we got them here and we're just going to drop I, them I, I remember the episode where we said that when you pray, you get a risk. Remember that episode? Mm. Yeah. And look, they said they prayed in the middle of the desert, suddenly our car picks up. And and not, not just any car. Yeah. <laughs> a G63 AMG, look at that. <laughs> Wallahi fam, you know, like, like if you pray, if you pray, bro, that is crazy. I'm going to go here, 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 I'm going to go
आदमी की जिंदगी में कितनी खुशियाँ आती हैं आपने नमाज पढ़ी तो साथ ही गाड़ी मिल गई वो भी गाड़ी ये बड़ी मर्सिडीज की अल्लाह से है ना अल्लाह अल्लाह राज अगर राइट लेफ्ट जाना मुझे बता देना नहीं नहीं सीधा जाना है ठीक है रानपुर से घूमना after the death of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam are those who would give up their family their property just to get a look a glimpse at the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and you know when we mentioned the reason why we discussed this topic from the angle of the love of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam towards his nation is because mankind naturally are inclined to reciprocate which they get which like, they receive which yeah. they receive yeah, which they receive you know there's a saying like in the streets the homies what they say is You know, if you don't give no respect, you're not gonna get any. Mm. You know what I mean? You get what you give. You get what you give, exactly. And then we mentioned that the the the, the love of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is wajib. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس والناس أجمعين. That you will not have true iman or complete iman until the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is more beloved to you than your own father, your children, and every single human being on the face of the earth. is something wajib and likewise it is something that is from the usul al iman is to have love of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam barakallahu fiik bro jazakallahu khair fiik barakallahu especially for now given you know the current climate where you know the the the, the honor of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is being put into question and yeah. people you know defaming him it's even more important It's even more oh, uh, it's even more important for Muslims to learn about the Prophet sallallahu You know, and it's funny. It's funny how you see this kuffar. This kuffar, they disrespect the Prophet But the Prophet sallallahu he's being insulted, ridiculed. If you look at the Prophet sallallahu character. He was someone who was just and very respectful. And it's funny how the kuffar are doing this today. When the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam at his time there was a Yahudi, there was a Yahudi who died and was being carried. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he witnessed this. And was he a Yahudi? Huh? Was he a Yahudi? A Jew. A Jewish man. Uh-huh. There was a Jewish man and he was being carried. He was dead. and out of respect for the dead the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam out of respect for this jewish man the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam stood up whilst the dead body was passing by so it's funny today you see these people they're insulting the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he would have been respectful to them you know and it's like what we mentioned uh, he's on a better in, you know you don't go down to someone else's level basically and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was way above these man's level the fact that they even and even us like we're told do not you know curse them or you know their gods ever because then they will curse Allah oh, yeah. so yeah it's not even about scooping down just the hukuk of the people mm. it's not a fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah, exactly you know exactly. 
That's what we mentioned in the previous episode. Like you might hate an individual, or you might hate somebody, you but you justice. should not be extreme in that hate. And what you see them is, yeah, okay, maybe you might hate the Muslims and you might hate Islam, and that's just due to your ignorance. But you should not transgress beyond bounds and go into extremism with your hatred mm. by now insulting and ridiculing and taking the rights of the people. It's funny, isn't it? Because when it happens to the Jews, it's anti-Semitic. It's not mm. allowed. Mm-hmm. When it happens to the Muslims, suddenly, you know, it's fine. There's, you know, there's no problem with it. Uh, it's sick hearts, Allah. It's sick hearts. It's sick hearts. Khair, inshallah, brothers and sisters, we'll end the episode there. Barakallah Fleek for listening. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We really did. It's been a crazy episode. A lot's happened, you know. <laughs> Just around the desert in the G63. Well, not the desert, but near the desert. Uh, and then, alhamdulillah, helping out two brothers who needed a ride. And yeah, we'll end it there, inshallah. And just and just, just to mention once again, yeah, it's interesting because you ended upon the Prophet Ali Sallam and his noble character. And again, the fact that we're helping these two brothers in the back, yeah, wallahi, we only learned this from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We would not have, wallahi, you think I would do this? As a human being, like, do you think I would like, we'd be comfortable to allow two men? It's just that we are strangers that we don't know in a strange land anything can happen but all i knew is that they're my muslim brothers in a muslim country and then now they've got rights over me they've got rights over us this is from the teachings of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they would well like, if only they knew who this man was sallallahu alayhi wasallam they would they would feel so embarrassed so well, like so low at what they say do you see imagine if we follow his sunnah he was the man sallallahu alayhi wasallam who defended the rights of the, of the orphan the rights of the girls, the little baby ones, the older ones. He was the one who defended the rights of the wayfarer. SubhanAllah, we're like, SubhanAllah. Guys, we'll end there, inshallah. SubhanAllah, why am I being tested? Why is my life hard and that person's life easy? You know, they might see someone on Instagram and say, oh, look, why have they got XYZ, but yet my life is so difficult, so on and so forth? I don't care if it's leftover from yesterday's dinner at the five-star restaurant. You got food at the end of the you day, bro. You got food, my brother. You know what I'm saying? You got food in the kitchen. You got food in the in the fridge. You got food in the in the cabinet. Like, what more do you want from life except for safety, health, and food? You know, my life is terrible. My husband is terrible. You never do anything good. You're never nice to me. Well, that's a lie because, okay, maybe I'm not as nice as you want me to. But I was nice last night, I was nice the last week. Don't say I never. That's a lie. I, women love to use the term never.